truth, he decided to run away from the Lord. Now this is in Michigan. He packed his family up and drove all the way to California. And he got a job. And the very, very first day on the job, his boss comes up to him and starts witnessing to him about the Lord. <laughs> And he, he, wrote, he, he got straightened around with the Lord and he wrote back to me and he said, I could not believe it. He said, I, went, I ran from the Lord. I went all the way from Michigan to California and the very first day on the job, my boss comes up and starts witnessing to me. Of course, he knew what was going on. I mean, he was a Christian, but he was just out of sorts. He was just like Naomi. He was running, running from God. And he was running. And sometimes we do that. And here, uh, Boaz comes and then... Um, and he says, the Lord be with you. And they answered him, and the Lord, the Lord bless thee. So they responded. They were evidently God-fearing people. And then said Boaz unto his servants, who was set over the reapers, whose damsel is that? Who's that girl over there? And the servant who was over the reapers answered and said, it is a Moabitish damsel who came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And, and she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now, except that she tarried a little in the house, just took a rest. And then Boaz, she, he comes to Ruth and he says to her, Hearest thou not, my daughter, go not and glean in another field, neither go from here, but abide here close to my maidens. And that, let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap and go after them have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee and when thou art thirsty go into the vessel and drink of what the young men have drawn and she fell on her face and bowed to the ground and said why have I found grace in thine eyes that thou shouldest take knowledge of me seeing I am a foreigner and Boaz answered and said unto her it hath been fully shown to me all that thou hast done for thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity and art come unto the people whom thou knowest not hitheretofore. That's why I like the NIV because it doesn't say hitheretofore very many times. The Lord recompense thy work and a full reward be given thee by the Lord of God of Israel under whose wings thou art come to trust. I just think that's marvelous. The word had spread through the town how nice Naomi was to her mother-in-law. Now Boaz, she didn't know Boaz was related to Naomi or to her husband, Elimelech, but she also, she was out there doing what she should do, gleaning, getting food for her and her mother-in-law, and Boaz happens along and he takes notice of her. Now they eventually get married and since I'm not going to be here after the day, I guess, uh, I'll just jump ahead here. But, but anyway, he says, you just stay here. And then we see in the scriptures here that he tells his reapers, I think this is good. He says, not only do you just let fall what normally falls when you take the cradle and you cut the grain. He says, 
you take a handful every now and then and just drop it, okay? Do you ever feel that God does that for you? That God just takes a little extra and gives to you? I'll tell you, it's happened in my life so many times how God has just done some really special things. And one of the things that God has done in my life that I am so happy for is that God has brought some real friends into my life. And some of you are those kind of among those friends. That God has brought us together somehow over the years and we've just had a, a closeness. And I feel gr- thankful for that. But God does all kinds of things. I don't, I don't know what it would be in your life and I, I don't know what God's got in store for me. But I'll tell you, if we just do what God wants us to do, God just kind of drops handfuls on purpose, I think. Boaz is a type of Christ because he's the kinsman redeemer. We'll see that later. We can see that later on if we go on in there that, that he has the right under the Israeli law that he can see Elimelech had to mortgage his property and everything to go down to Moab. And so it, it was needed. It was just kind of in limbo and, and Naomi didn't have access to it. And, and Boaz being a kinsman, a close kinsman, and that's the way the law was, somebody that's close to you could do that. They could redeem it if they had the money. Boaz had the money. And we find out as we go on through that we do that. But Boaz was a kinsman redeemer. He could buy that property back and give it back to them so that they would have some income. And then we find out also that he could, he could uh, he, the redeemer part is that he could pay for it. And here God just led, now I don't think it's accident that when, when Ruth went out to glean that she just happened by happenstance to end up in the field of Boaz. I think God had all that in his, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and, and do according to his purpose. See, and so she went out just looking for food. And here's this guy comes up and he says, I've heard what, I've heard what kind of person you are. I've heard that you've taken care of your mother-in-law and you've been kind to her and you've helped her and you're gleaning so that she has something to eat. And he says, I want to tell you, he said, you just stay in this field and you're going to get all you can eat because I've already instructed my reapers not only to leave the corners and the edges of the field, but he says, I've told them just to drop a handful every now and then. I mean, what a blessing. That's better than welfare, isn't it? <laughs> I, mean, it I mean, this guy, and then he says, and then he says to her, don't you ever... Don't you go anywhere else. You just come back until the whole harvest is done. Until the barley's done. Until the wheat's done. And these, that would e- extend this time together that they're there. And he says, you just stay there. I just think that's great. You know, God, he just takes us and he just says to us, you just come and we can go through the scriptures and we can see how God just tells us over and over again. I'll take care of you. I, I think I shared with you, uh, I believe the last time I was here, that when Heather, she had this thing, I guess Linda's had the same kind of surgery, so she knows what it's about. But down in Chile, they don't do that kind of surgery very much. There's just very little of it. 
and it's very difficult to find a surgeon. They have good doctors down there, but they, that particular kind of surgery, they don't have anybody. And somehow, I don't know, my daughter-in-law is kind of a unique person. <laughs> she talked about the Internet. She, find, she can find anything. And she, she got a, a, a doctor that specializes in this particular kind of thyroid surgery that she needed who was on the teaching faculty of Harvard University Medical School. And she contacted that doctor and got her to take her case. And she flew from Chile up here, met with the doctor once, went back, had the surgery. Last Monday, she had her follow-up visit with the doctor and everything's fine, so this week, Lord willing, she's gonna go back to Chile. Now, how, how would you think when you're way down in southern South America that you're going to find a doctor in Harvard that's going to take your case? You can't even get the... <laughs> you can't even find a specialist around here without waiting months. And it, it's just how God works out. He just brings little special things. The other side of the coin is, I asked Doug, I said, Now, Doug, you've got four kids down there and these two little twins... And I said, uh, how are you going to handle that plus your workload? He said, Dad, I have no idea. <laughs> but I want to tell you, I, we've talked to him, of course, quite frequently while all this has been going on. And, and uh, he's gotten along quite well. Uh, Caleb and Hannah, Hannah's uh, 12 now and Caleb's 14. They're big enough they can start doing so. Hannah kind of takes care of the little twins. And Caleb can help around the house. And so... I guess they're finding their adult wings now and maybe helping out a little bit more. But, but it, isn't it neat how God just, if, if you need something, God can open it up. Now, why would a, a professor at Harvard University take somebody from South America? They don't know. They're not a patient of theirs or nothing and say, yes, I'll take you as a patient and, and do that. That's the way God works. That's the way God works over and over again. Doug has gone through a very difficult time down there. Not that he has had any problems, but the, they've had some, some difficulty on the field. And Doug is on the administrative staff, so he has to be in on all the meetings and everything where decisions are made. And, and one time he, he told me, he said, Dad, I have no time in the next two days. And he, he wrote back to us, I think he sent an email, and he said they had, he had something like eight babysitters over a period of two or three days because he... He was tied up in these administrative meetings, just solid. But God, God provided everything. And, and it works out. And I just think that when we see how God worked in Ruth's life, we can say, God is great and God is good. You know, that, that little chorus, I, I like it. And I think it's easy to sing, although I'm not going to lead it here. God... God is so good. God is so good. Isn't that a nice... I mean, we just need to sing something like that. We need to say something like that. And we need to, to, to practice that, that God is good. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. That's just something we need to re keep reminding ourselves. Because every once in a while, I say, Why did this happen? We went to Alaska, and Connie and I had a wonderful time. We drove almost 14,000 miles and never even saw an accident. And we come home, and the second day, 
she falls and breaks her elbow. And it's easy to say, why now? Why? You know, she had all these plans. She, all the way home, she kept saying, now we're going to stop and get a couple bushel of tomatoes, and we're going to get a couple bushel of apples. I'm going to put up some applesauce, and I'm going to make, I'm going to make some tomato juice and uh, can some tomatoes, so I'll have something for my spaghetti and stuff this fall. Oh, she had all these plans. I said, honey, I said, I said, let's just go home and relax a little bit. I said, we've been going like crazy all this time. And she said, oh, no, I want to stock up some stuff for winter. Well, the, the Lord put a stop to her cannon, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but, but God has been good, and she is getting along pretty good. She still can't straighten her arm out, but she's working at it. Uh, she, she does some terrible things to me, I'll tell you. The other night, she says to me, will you help me with my exercises? She's going to physical therapy, and this guy tells her what to do. She says, hold my arm down on the floor, and then she started leaning back. <laughs> well, that, that worked real good until uh, she started getting tears in her eyes and everything else because of the pain. And then I started getting tears in my eyes because I'm the one that's causing her pain. And I don't want to cause my wife pain. I want to make her feel good. You know, I don't want to, all this kind of stuff. But, but God is doing it, and she, and she is getting it. She can't play the piano yet because, you know, you can play the piano with your arm like that. <laughs> so, but I just want to say this thing about Ruth, how God worked in her life, and I'm just so impressed that the Bible says that Boaz, the, the redeemer, the one that can redeem their property, the one that can redeem everything and make things right, that man, he said to his reapers, he said, you drop some handfuls on purpose. Besides what's in the corners of the field and along the edge and in the windrows and stuff, he said, you just drop a few extra. And then, you know, he uh, we didn't read those verses, but... He, he invites her to lunch and he gives her uh, food but they had lunch there for the, the workers and he gives her food and, and he gives her a little extra to take home to Naomi God is so good but let's don't run to the enemy for our solutions that's what Naomi did she and Elimelech they left God's country the land of, of peace to go to the enemy for help and comfort and they didn't get it and she comes back bitter and mad and everything else and then she says God dealt harshly with me God didn't do anything to do with it she's the one that voluntarily went out with her husband thinking that that was going to be the best for them and it turned out to be the worst but then God can reverse that because I want to tell you one thing and this is it I'm done God is a God of new beginnings Every one of us is headed to hell. When we're born, even though we're, some of us, we're cute little babies and all that kind of stuff, we grow up, but we have a sinful nature. How many of you ever had to sit down and teach your kids to lie? You never had to do that. How many of you have to, uh, had to take them and, and when you have a couple of them or with the neighbor kids, teach them how to fight? Teach them how to fight. Why? They're born in sin. They're born with that nature. And that's the way we all are. And God takes us and starts us on a whole different path. God is a God of new beginnings. He took Naomi. Now, I didn't get into those verses this morning. Maybe we will this evening. But God took Naomi and, and from a place where she said, God dealt bitterly with me. God caused me harm. She comes to a place where she blesses God. God is a God of new beginnings. 
and he can turn your life around and he can take you and do some wonderful things because he's a God of new beginnings and new starts. And we think, oh, my life is a mess and it's, everything's falling apart. But God can take care of it. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'll bless as we sing this last song. And I pray that you'll just guide and direct us throughout the day. And Lord, help us to remember the wonderful things that you did in Ruth's life. And that you can do the same things in our lives. Continue to be with us and guide us and help us to be honoring to you every day of our life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.